We are recording. Have you started your IG live already, Casey? I have not started. We are about to go live on Instagram for another episode of A Misunderstanding Between Mars and Venus with myself, Reddy Fox, and... Oh, wait a minute there. Now say it again, Casey. Casey B. <laughs> there you go. Your mic wasn't turned on. It was getting everything set up here. So um, want to start the show? Are you already started on your Instagram? Oh, hi, everybody. This is a misunderstanding between Mars and Venus. We already did the intro, but uh, introducing you to it. I'm excited for today's discussion. Let's yeah, go. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify. Mm-hmm. We're in all the places. Google Podcasts. Yep. But yeah, those are the major three, I think, for most people. Or you can go yeah. straight to the source. We're on Anchor, anchor.fm. And for anybody out there that's considering starting a podcast, I recommend Anchor. Yeah, I really do. It's dope. It really is. It really is. It's like, it's perfect. Especially, it's so, co- obviously, it's free. Free. So, like, anchor.fm, highly recommended if you want to start your own podcast. Absolutely. And that's where we are, misunderstanding between Mars and Venus. I feel like I could, like, swing this around. Oh, it's too much. Oh, wait, no, it's not. It's not too much. Boom. You're experimenting? Ah, can you see yourself? Barely. Well, the thing is blocking me right now, but hi, everyone. All right. Well, we tried. Put it back on yourself, but (laughs) next week I'll go live on mine. Yes, we're going to do alternate days. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah, so how are you, Casey? It's been a minute. I am... I'm wonderful. Happy belated birthday, by the way. Uh, 30-30. <laughs> so what did you do for your birthday? What did you do to celebrate? Um, I, I was uh, in a mode where I didn't want to be around people. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to just rest. I saw my family, though. Nice. We had a uh, small dinner, me and my mom and uh, her boyfriend and my stepsister. That was cool. And then, uh, actually, my brother didn't come, so if you're watching this, <laughs> uh, what happened, bro? Um, so, yeah. And then on the Monday, on my, which was at my actual birthday, 23rd, I came home, no plans. I was like, I took a shower. I put on, my, my roommate bought me this, like, thing. It's kind of like a Snuggie, but it's, like, way better. And you just put it on. It looks like a giant, like, blanket shirt. I don't know. It was super comfortable. Okay. It's just like. You loved it. I love. I love it. I love it. Like, I could just take a shower and just throw it on, you know, and put nothing else on, just that. Right. And, um, yeah, so I was in that, like, gigantic blanket thing and as a hood. So I was, like, all curled up in it. And um, all of a sudden, my friend's like, oh, we're coming over. It's your birthday. And then my friend um, Liel came out. She brought cake. And, you know, we got super high. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was great. It was wonderful. Awesome. Yeah. And, and, oh, and then my roommate came and her friends came and we had a little small thing and we all went around and talked about like what, how important it is to be 30 in our 30s and just shared love with like to each other and wisdom. And it was it was fabulous. And just for the circumstances of what this year has been, this will be a memorable birthday, right? More so than. Yeah, I can imagine when I'm like 80, I'll be like. You'll still, you'll still remember this birthday. Yeah, when I was 30 years old, it was a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's crazy. It's been such a crazy year. Let me, just on how this year has been, let me ask you, do you feel like time is going fast or slow? Because um, I've been having these conversations with people where it, it feels like both. Um, and just to give you an example, being that this week was the six-month passing or the six-month mark of the George Floyd thing. So that was... Uh, May 20th, I think the date was, or 
25th, May 25th, I want to say May 25th. So mm. this is like um, literally the week of it being six months, but it feels, doesn't feel like six months in any way, shape or form. But at the same time, it feels like time has gone by so quickly. But you know what I mean? Like it's a weird perception of time going on right now. How has it been for you? Oh my goodness. You know, I was just, I was just remarking to myself the other day. While you're talking about this, I'm going to fix a light behind you, which will help your lighting be a bit better. Okay. Okay. Cool. Ah. What'd they say? They said, Kay's Big 30 G. <laughs> just the other day, me and you and Claire was in JE. Good times. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Right. I know. It's been a minute. We, we've grown up. When, when traveling is uh, allowed again, where are you going first? Oh my gosh. I need to go to an island. I need to be on a beach. Yeah. I'm learning Muay Thai. I have a trainer. Oh, I'm nice. Like, I'm going to start shouting him out soon. I'm working on something with him. When did you start doing that? Um, well, this is my second session. How do you like it? I, I love it. Like, I have so much energy, and I always wanted to fight. Like, <laughs> this has been a consistent thing with me, fighting. I don't know. I'm six one, and maybe it's scary for some people, but I want to be skilled at it. I don't, I, like, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, and it's just nice to be able to defend yourself. Exactly. I don't right. want to be going around kicking people and hurting people. I just want to have the skill of being able to, like, move energy around and, like, mm -hmm. master my body. Nice. So I'm excited about it. Wicked. So so just going back to the original question now, just for how is this last uh, this year overall the time perception for you? But we're almost at the end of it, and a lot of people keep saying, "Oh, can't wait for 2020 to be over. Can't wait for it to be over." Like things are not just going to change on a dime mm -hmm. because it's going to be January 1st and 2021. Mm -hmm. I think it's a psychological thing that we're saying to ourselves, "Let's just get to January." But how's how's it been for you? Um, okay, yeah. So you mentioned um, when when the murder of George Floyd like became public news. Um, that had like that was devastating for me. I feel like I went through months and months of uh, anger and mourning and just like feeling very emotional and scared, right. you know. And like then I'm in my house and like it's hard for me to say this because. I had this guy in the States who is one of my followers on my Instagram. And he said to me, oh, you're not even in the States. Like, you, how do you really know what people in the States are feeling? And I'm like, yo, like, <laughs> if you're a black person anywhere and you're yeah. not feeling this, like, I don't know where you're at in life. Like, because I really felt it. And, and seeing the, like, the online posts being shared and the subsequent ones, like, mm -hmm. it was it was so much. It was so much for my soul and my spirit. And now I feel like what I decided to do... <laughs> So, I was super loud. Yeah, neighborhood noises. And the window was open, unfortunately, too, because it's just warm in here. <laughs> so okay. we had to have the window open. So, Got it. Yeah, but, like, I um, I feel like what I decided to do for myself was surround myself with positive images of black people. Right. You know, so if you go on my stories and you see, like, black people or melanin, mm -hmm. it's just all pretty pictures of black people and it makes me happy. Right. Um, just as, like, a counter narrative to the death mm -hmm. and the, all the, like scary stuff i can't i can't consume it all the time right yeah. um and obviously i want police brutality to stop and obviously i want all of the like inequity to stop and so I, it's a personal mission of mine to make sure that i do whatever i can mm -hmm. you know to elevate blackness you know on a global platform because i believe that we deserve to be kings and queens everywhere all right. the time but anyways um it's been a hard it's been a hard covid it's been a hard 2020 mm -hmm. um in the in the whole span of it but 
to be honest, I'm, I, this year has changed me so much. I'll never be the same Casey ever again. And I'm grateful that it, this, I know it's hard to say that. No, it's not. It's, it's not. It's go on. Like yeah. I'm, I'm grateful to be alive through this time Yeah. so that I could witness myself elevate and the people around me are incredible. Like I see people like tuning in. I see people like getting woke. I see people making changes in their lives. I see people healing. I see people moving. A lot like, of good has come from it. I oh think a lot goodness. of good has come from this year. As bad as this year has been and so many things that we can look at and just say, oh, you know, negative or whatever the case is. So many people have done the hard self-reflection thing, obviously, because mm-hmm. All of our, the paces of our lives have all, you know, slowed down so much so mm-hmm. quickly, whether you wanted it to or not. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a case. That was the case for me. I would say this year for sure. I've definitely grown, and I'm not the same person I was in January, the person that I am right now. Not even by a long shot, but mm-hmm. and it feels like six months ago. Feels it feels like two years ago. It does. Feels like two years ago. It does. It's crazy the way time has been going. So let's get into some of the stuff we wanted to talk about. It's not necessarily relationshipy, but it's going to kind of lead into relationships. And just recently being with um, this stuff that's uh, happening with Kevin Hart. Yeah. Right now. So I, I wouldn't have known about this if you didn't tell me about it because I, I knew of the special. What's it called? Uh, no, Zero Fucks Given. Zero Fucks Given. I never watched the right. special. This is my disclaimer yet. I haven't seen it yet. First of all, let me ask you, though, are you even a Kevin Hart fan? I love Kevin Hart movies, but when I watch his specials, like it doesn't hit for me in the same kind of way. Like, uh-huh. because yeah, like I'm expecting, like I'm expecting Dave Chappelle or I'm expecting like a Joe Rogan rawness. Like I like the rawness of smart comedian. I'm not saying he's not a smart comedian. He's a great comedian. He just doesn't hit for me. Is he a great comedian? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna talk about Kevin Hart. Like I don't know. Here's I don't know. okay. Here's the thing for me. I'm half and half with Kevin Hart from mm-hmm. a comedy perspective mm-hmm. again, too. I think he's a naturally funny person. Mm-hmm. He strikes me as a funny person. Mm-hmm. Things that I see him in or even if he's just doing something on Instagram real quick and he's just doing something spontaneous, I can see he's a funny person. Yeah. Now, when I've watched some of his comedy acts or whatever, like he's got a few of them, it's always, some of them were funny. Some of them were not funny to mm-hmm. me. So I don't seek out his comedy. Like when yeah. I saw the ad for this for no zero fucks given, I yeah. was like, not when I see a Dave Chappelle thing saying new special coming, definitely. please believe that. the day yeah, it exactly. comes out, I'm rushing to go see it. He's my favorite, <laughs> but he's my favorite comedian of all time. So he's the best. I'm not a fan of Kevin Hart, but I'm a fan of his success. I'm happy for him yeah. and his story and how he worked and how he built up that. who he is. So I can acknowledge that he is one of the top there's only the top three comedians maybe are Dave Chappelle, Kevin Hart, and Chris Rock right now, maybe. Oh, right now. I was in, I, well, I was going to say, like, you got to, like, give homage to Eddie Murphy. You got to, like, well, yeah, no, shout but, out. Like, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. But he's just not. Eddie Murphy's just not out there doing comedy right now is what yeah, I'm saying. Like, yeah, Chris yeah. Rock is still performing. Kevin Hart, obviously, and Dave Chappelle, obviously. But, yeah, the greatest yeah. of all time, Eddie Murphy, please believe he's on the list of, for sure. Of course, but of course, yeah. Just for right now, Kevin Hart, he fills out stadiums. He, sold, he sells out shows left and right. So he, he, He's he, a businessman. He's, like, he's a pro-businessman, comedian man. He's arguably the top. You could, you could say he's the top comedian on the planet. It's between him and Dave Chappelle. I mean, I wouldn't say that. But, I mean, it could be said by some people. Well, yeah. but you can argue it. 
Sure. Yeah, you can absolutely sure. argue it. So he got into hot water this um, this week with um, some of the stuff that he said in the special recently. So if you guys haven't seen it, you can go check it out. But one thing in particular that really rankled. <laughs> really rankled. 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 A lot of people okay. was him referring to his daughter, his 15-year-old daughter, as a hoe. And it was supposed to be a joke because um, she the joke was something to the effect of she was coming to him saying, I like this guy one day. Then I don't like that guy anymore. Now I like this guy. And he's, his joke was to him that he said to himself, oh, my God, my daughter's a hoe or something like that. <laughs> or this is this is whole stuff that she's doing right now. And this rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. So mm-hmm. how how were you injured? You told me yes. about it. So yeah. how did you find out about this? Yeah, I found out about it by like first my roommate, Letitia. Shout out to her. Real single ladies. I got to shout her out. Shout out, Letitia. Um, she she brought it. She told me about it or she I heard it in the background or something. And then another person brought it up and the third person brought it up. And I was like, oh, I don't really want to like I don't really have time to watch this right now. But, <laughs> you know, I thought it was an interesting discussion because when it dawned on me and i was like i hear this double standard thing so much Mm. where i feel like it's okay still okay like it's this is not new guys this is old but it's been okay for men to be able to pick and choose and have 15 women in their back pocket Mm. you know and then if a girl has options it's a problem right so i just thought like it's old of him to even say that about his daughter. It doesn't it, like, why is that even a thing? He should be empowering his daughter to make choices for herself that she wants to. So you feel it was a sexist statement that he was making? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And, uh, did you hear his, um, response to it? What did he say? Well, he was saying that people were blowing out of proportion, but we can actually play some of the audio right now of him uh, discussing this right now. And we can hear it for ourselves. Unfortunately for everyone on your Instagram, you guys are not going to hear this, but you can tune in at least to um, our podcast. Oh, you're playing it through the yeah. Thing so we're thing. you're okay. gonna hear a bit of the audio here. So he actually had to respond to it because I guess the backlash got to be quite a bit hmm. and all that stuff. I, you know what? I'll say this before we play his response. I'll mm-hmm. say um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just not a good joke, right? So it's like it's not funny to begin with. So remember, we talked about this before. If you're gonna make a joke that's controversial. Make it funny. Like, if it's not funny, like, right. save it, you right. know? Yeah. And so, and again, I'm not necessarily a Kevin Hart fan, so I wouldn't have paid much attention to this in the first place. But here's his response to him talking to people about this controversy. Okay. All right, guys, look, we got to stop. All right? Stop with the false narrative. It's a false narrative that's being created. If you were in the clubhouse and a part of the conversation, this wasn't about black women. It wasn't about me going against black stop a question was asked about the joke about my daughter and and me referencing my daughter having whole like activity i gave an answer to it here's what it is guys i'm not calling my daughter a hoe i'm saying what she did is whole like activity i called three former hoes that i knew and asked them is this whole like activity we had a conversation about it a good back and forth Okay, so there's a little bit of it. And then he he kind of reiterates this point. Now, for everyone that wasn't listening, he was saying, stop trying to change the narrative about this, basically, is what he's saying. is. But he's saying he wasn't making... So he was saying his whole-like activity, his daughter's not necessarily a hoe, and he's also saying that he's not saying black women are hoes. But, okay, here's the thing that I keep hearing about creators, Okay. We create like I feel like I'm a creator. Mm-hmm. I'm not on the scale. You are a creator. At, all. at Kevin Hart, maybe one day. But um, as a creator, our we have to understand. Like, for instance, I don't know if you remember that in universities they were actually studying Beyonce, 
Hmm. They were they were like teaching a course. Like there were some progressive universities who were teaching modern feminist courses based on Beyonce songs. Okay. Right. And if you've been in university or college, or even if you haven't, how they teach essentially is even if it's like English literature, they're breaking down the context, the cultural context. They're breaking down the words. They're breaking down who the person is and analyzing their works of art for cultural ref- relevance. Right. And so as an artist, then if you know that maybe you're not the one doing the analysis, but people who interpret your work or take in your work are doing an analysis of your work. That's just natural Mm -hmm. to people. They're trying to resonate with it. So they're going to break it apart and try to understand it. Natural. So what responsibility do we have as creators to make things or say things or do things that are going to have a certain type of impact? We could say, oh, well, I could say whatever I want and it has no impact and you take it however the hell you want to take it. And to a certain extent, people are going to take it however they're going to take it. But I do think we have somewhat of a responsibility as creators to think through the implications of what we say and do and create. Mm-hmm. What do you think? you agree? I think so. Do you, so do you feel like he's being irresponsible? I feel like, yeah. I feel like there's a popular narrative that black women are promiscuous, maybe. Or, you know, that that women shouldn't have multiple partners in general no matter what race you are Mm -hmm. and they should just stick crotch up under their man's you know arm Hmm. and that's all they should do and if you're continuing to perpetuate that then i think you're buying into that narrative so yeah yeah okay so do do you think the um backlash that uh, kevin hart is getting is well deserved yeah, I don't. I'm not saying cancel him. Yeah, I'm just saying like. I'm glad you said that too yeah. because I know there's probably a few people that are out there saying cancel mm-hmm. him. And just for mm-hmm. to account to for what this um, special has been from what I've seen because I was reading the articles that you were telling me about this. It seems like it's half and half. Some people are saying it just wasn't even funny at all. The um, the special overall. So I don't know how it is for Kevin Hart fans if they enjoyed it or not. But um, I don't think it, I don't think this doesn't seem cancel worthy. No, don't cancel. I don't know. Him. But like, let's just all have a discussion about where we where we think what we think women should be able to do if right. when you can have that. I think women should be able to have fourteen boyfriends too if they want fourteen boyfriends too. Right. Why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Okay. All right. So um, let's uh see how that plays out. And um, we'll keep an eye on that and stuff or whatever. So he, it's so surprising to me that he keeps getting into um, controversy. He wants controversy. That's his life. That's, that's how seems, he stays relevant. He seems like the most innocent type of all the um, comedians to me. Like, it seems like he's, I guess he's still pushing the envelope, I guess, as a comedian. So well, you have to push the envelope as a comedian. Yeah. But like. This didn't feel like an envelope pusher to me, per se, more so as just like. Um, it was just not a funny joke that didn't land well, and it was offensive to people. But um, yeah, your daughter's fifteen years old. Why are you? Yeah. Why are you discussing her? Like, why are you even putting her in the same boat as a hoe? Like, what? I saw one of the articles say that overall the special there's a lot of awkwardness to it, just because he's not only talking about that, but his uh, his affair on his wife as well too, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe that part isn't as funny as when the way he's going about discussing it or whatever. But there mm-hmm. were apparently some awkward moments in it from the viewer's perspective. I don't know. I have no idea. Anyway, so... I don't know. It's his life, right? Like, <clears throat> you make jokes about what you talk about, what you actually experience, and this is what he's experiencing, cheating on his wife and observing his daughter. Like, okay. Right. <laughs> like, okay, Kevin Hart. Like, uh, you can get paid millions of dollars for saying whatever the hell you want to say. Good for yeah. you. Keep saying shit. But just know 
that other people are interpreting that and mm-hmm. they're going to have opinions and right. you're going to have to deal with that shit. That's it. Yeah, I hear it. Okay, so let's let's uh, get into some of the conversations of relationship type stuff. Now, we were <laughs> we were having a conversation before um, a week ago, just, you know, catching up. And um, I asked you, mm-hmm. had you been on a date at the time? And you were like, nope, newly, not at all. And I was like, oh, okay. And you were the words you said specifically were, I'm decidedly single. Yes. What is decidedly single? Because I, I, I like that wording. Yeah, decidedly single is I am finally comfortable mm-hmm. being alone. And I don't need a man <laughs> to continue earlier verbiage, crotch up under my arm right. to feel safe. Um, I feel safe and good all by myself now. And so I have been decidedly single. When did you decide to decidedly be single? Uh, <laughs> it's like a day by day thing. Okay, it goes yeah, day by day. It goes day by day. Okay, so if the, is that because is there an onus on you to feel like you always have to be in a relationship, or do you feel like uh, if you go too long without being in a relationship, it's not a good thing? Hmm. Hmm. And sometimes people will say as well too that the longer you go without being in a relationship, the harder it is for you to actually get back into one eventually yeah i don't know someone asked me the other day they're like why are you single is it because like you were too picky like lately i've been hearing you're too picky a lot do you think you're too picky i think i'm too picky honestly i really don't i think that like i don't think i'm picky enough to be honest like okay i really don't um well lately my standards have risen during COVID a lot (laughs) (laughs) okay sure i'm winning on the standards this time around um but in terms of, uh, what was even the question? Why am I single? Do I want to be single? Decidedly single? Um, or even more so, though, like you, you're saying that you finally felt comfortable with yourself with being single, yeah. saying that I don't, you don't need to have a guy underneath you. But I was like, is there a pressure? Do you feel like a societal pressure to be with somebody? Like, you can, can you not just simply be single? Or do you feel like that's a judgment on you for being single for so long? Like, you're almost... Like, people almost want to start to put you in that spinster, Yeah. You know, oh, my God. I do feel category. that pressure. You feel I, that when pressure? When I go around my friends who have kids, first of all, I feel that pressure heavy. Because really? they're like, oh, you still have no kids? Like, oh, my goodness. And like, you feel that pressure every time you? somebody asks you why you're still single or how yeah. you don't have kids. Or they're like, oh, you're single? Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like, okay, so here's, here's the preface to this. Especially during this pandemic, I feel like people coupled up. I don't even know how. I would love to know how people even did that, but okay, go on. <laughs> I feel like cuffing season started like March. April. Yeah, like March, <laughs> April. Yeah. And they're like, okay, me and you are just in this, you know, because no one wants to really be alone. And then the people who are actually comfortable or like semi comfortable, I was semi, I wasn't really comfortable at first being alone. I was like, okay, I was trying to couple up. And then, and then I just found like the worst options. And then I was forced to go back to my roommate and be like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to be single. And she's like, well, I'll show you the ways of my mastery of the world, of, well, the, of the single world. Well, what in your mind at that time do you think, in hindsight now that you can look back at it, what was the, the whole nightmare scenario that you were playing out in your mind for being single? Like, I was afraid to be alone. Okay. I was afraid to be stuck in my own head with my own thoughts hmm. and have to deal with all my bullshit. <laughs> and like it was super overwhelming okay. for me and, and your roommate showed you the ways she showed she was like what were like, the ways 
<laughs> Honestly, it was she was like she has mastered the art of like centering, being in herself, enjoying her own company, mm-hmm. like knowing knowing herself. I had to just go through that journey of like, okay, what does Casey like to do when she's by herself? All right, she likes to paint, she likes to draw on cups. I don't know what the heck. She's weird, like whatever. Right. I like to write. This is me. And I I didn't know that about myself. I didn't know that I like I have so much energy. I got to expend it. I got to create things. Like I had no idea. I had just been so used to going out and gallivanting around the city that sure. I never spent that time with me. Right. You know? So I got I got taught the ways and then I I spent time in my room and you know, listen to podcasts and just tried to get better at being me. If you choose to be single, because obviously I'm sure guys probably ask you out all the time or whatever. But um, if you're saying to say, I'm going to remain single, yeah. like choose to be single. I've always felt sometimes there's like a negative stigma attached to that. Like yeah. you're, it's almost like people will say to you, like you're giving up. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like why, why does it, why does it have to be that you're giving up? Like why, why does it have to be that? Things are good for you if you're in a relationship, but if you choose to remain out of a relationship, somehow it's like you're you're not trying anymore. No, I would kind of agree with that. You actually. think so? Yeah, like if I were to say like I'm going to be single for the rest of my life, I'm never going to talk to someone. <laughs> like that's that's not healthy, maybe because we are human beings, we're social beings, we okay. want to be around people. You know, we have needs. Right. You know, so I definitely I'm not saying that I want to be single for the rest of my life. But what I am saying is I am good if I don't find the right partner right now. I can, I don't need to force it. I don't need to fit myself, you know, square peg, round hole, whatever. I don't get in where I don't fit in. I'm okay being me until that right person comes along. But he better come along, you know, because I'm not trying to be single for the rest of my life. That's for sure. You don't want to be single for the rest of your life. But if you meet somebody and they say they don't want to get married, would you still consider dating them i am never probably never getting married ever again oh so you're one of those people i'm one of those people okay that's interesting okay because um yeah obviously you know you said never again so you were once upon a time or whatever but um i used to think this way yeah i don't know if i still think this way because i just don't know what i think at all when it comes to relationships anymore but once upon a time i said to myself that if you're gonna date somebody Shouldn't that kind of be what the intention is, is that you're eventually going to go down that path? Otherwise, then what's the point of dating someone in the first place? This is what I used to think. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it it could be faulty thinking. And someone actually did tell me at the time when I was thinking that way that that was faulty thinking. Um, Actually, it was Andrea Bain, I want to say it was. But Mm. um, my my thought was just simply that, okay, wouldn't I be wasting their time? Wouldn't I be wasting your time if I don't want to get married? And we're going to get into a relationship and start dating and stuff or whatever. But I never want to go down that road. I don't know. Um, I feel like you can get married in other ways. I feel like legally, like I did the whole legal official marriage thing. And I thought that it was like detrimental to my life. And if I didn't do it, I would miss out on some sort of milestone that was defining. Right. That's not the case. <laughs> okay. I feel like there's. I could be spiritually married to you. I could be spiritually committed to you. I can make a vow of everlasting love to you right? Um, without signing marriage papers and having to like file for divorce if I need to separate from you. Mm-hmm. I like that power of being able to walk away if I need to. Without a big deal or without like a literal red tape to have to deal with. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> right. I would not like to do that again. Okay. 
Um, so, but I do want to have a, a long lasting bond with someone for the rest of life, if that's the case. Um, and I think that's incredibly important. So it sounds like you're more so, well, you're looking for a partner. Yes, I'm looking, I would like a partner if I find that person. But you'd, but you're not going to do the whole, you know, ceremonial, traditional marriage thing ever again. This person would have to be everything. Right. My, like, I've always wanted in my entire dreaming life. Okay, so it's still a possibility then. Yeah, it's small, but okay. yes, it's All a right. possibility. And just to segue into this then, because you were saying you were going to be decidedly single, but then you just, you dropped a bomb on me before we started recording. Just so you know, I'm taking note that most of the awkward answers are coming from me and not coming from you. Hey, you can ask me whatever you want. Like you're Are you going to get married? Do you want to be married, mister? See, that's the thing though. I don't have I'm an ex- I, Okay, sure. You can turn it if you want to. It on you. Hi. Hello. Hope you guys can see me okay. The thing's blocked my There we go. Hi. Hi everyone. So, um here's my thing with marriage though because my thought originally first turn it just this way a little. This way? Yeah, now I'm in the center. I'm perfect. Hi everyone. Hope you guys are having a good <laughs> evening. Um so you're, that's the way I used to think though. I was like, if you're going to date somebody, um, and you don't want to get married, I was like, so then what's the point of even getting into the relationship with them in the first place? Because isn't that where it's supposed to go in the first place? So for my own desire or expectations for getting married, I don't actually have them. I don't. So it's like, if it happens and I'm blessed to get married, then that's great. But I'd have to meet someone and then you go through the normal thing of a relationship dates, whatever, and then you get to the point, how long does it take before you decide that you want to marry someone? Who knows, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I don't have any expectations for, for it happening for me. So if it happens, I guess great. If it doesn't happen, I'm still going to live my life. Again, isn't that the whole thing? Aren't we supposed to be complete for ourselves first before we try to find someone else? And we right. shouldn't be looking for someone to complete us. That's not the way to go about doing it. So I feel okay on my own as it is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have any... Des- it's not that I don't want it. It's just... I don't know. So what's the alternative? Like, if, if you don't get married, like, does that mean that you've never met someone? Does it mean you're single forever? Like, what does that mean? I don't know what it means. It just means taking it day by day, I guess, or whatever. And this can actually tie into um the next kind of conversation bit that we were going to talk about in terms of... If someone's not showing you interest, then they're not really interested or they're not, you know, because you've said you've had somebody that would, you know, show you interest and then kind of take it back from you and back and forth or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I was like, shouldn't our expectations even for that change while we're in a pandemic right now? I don't know. (sighs) I have words to say on this. I'm taking this camera right back. Yeah, you should. Everything's good. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's. DJ Ready Fox, guys, and next week <laughs> this conversation will be all from his perspective. Yes. Um, okay, so if a person's not messaging you, texting you, calling you... Yeah, so here's the, the thing that you had sent me for the topic that we were going to discuss, okay. where it ties into this or whatever, and you, I don't know if you want to talk about how your date went, okay, and if that fine. was good or not. Fine, I went on a date... It was good? ...yesterday... Nice. ...with a guy that I had dated... In high school. Okay. And I dated him for like 10 years, to be honest. He was my long-term boyfriend. He was probably the only guy. Sorry, I can't say that nowadays. One of the only guys who like showed me love and showed me respect and 
made me feel like worthy, like made me feel like loved and appreciated. Yeah, he's my my high school sweetheart. Okay, my first real relationship and my first real love. How long ago was it? So you guys actually dated and were together for a while, and then obviously life happens, and you guys were apart for a good while. So how did you guys reconnect? Just um, recently? Uh, yeah, I reached out to him. Okay. Um, a couple times, and he ignored me. <laughs> <laughs> did he really? He totally ignored me. Um, did he? Was he ignoring you, or did he have a reason? Or he? Was... No, he did. I I broke his heart. Like, oh, oh, I didn't break. Oh. He said I didn't break his heart. He said that I he oh. understood. Okay. But I walked away from the relationship at the time. Because I wasn't ready for like we were together from from young like right. in for years and years and years like ten years. Relationships are hard, man. I'm telling you, they they leave a they leave a lasting impression like few other things do. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. um, and it your perspective changes so much over the course of your life, and even five years makes so much of a difference in terms of the person of who you are. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about this the other day. Like, five years is a good gap to put it. And you can obviously see it doesn't feel like it changes much even until you get super older. Yeah. You know, when you're 15, mm-hmm. the person that you are when you're 20, completely mm-hmm. different. The person that you are when you're 25 mm-hmm. from when you're 20, mm-hmm. completely. Di- and I can keep on going. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I don't know when it ever changes in terms of maybe until you get into your 60s, those five year differences stop making such a big difference or whatever so it's so true it's so true 16 year old me if you knew me back then right <laughs> she was so wild she's crazy um but like and 20 year old me still pretty wild and crazy 30 year old me is like whoo like i'm so much more like chill mm-hmm. now I'm just and who like, knows who, what 35 year old you is gonna be yeah right yeah one thing i will say like i've i'm sure all of us have vastly changed over the years mm-hmm. you know so Hmm. Now that's making me think because I had a friend reach out to me recently who I haven't been spoken to in years and I didn't want to talk to her because she was like she's pretty shady back then. How many years? It's been two and a half years. Okay. Well, two and a half years is not a long time, but still people can change in that time. But yeah, that's something too that I need to think about and keep in my mind itself. If I shouldn't, you actually told, you gave me this advice once before, Casey. You said, don't write people off mm-hmm. like um i used to do that i was quick to cut someone off yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. and um you were like you never know people have their opportunities to grow and change and they might come back into your life down the road and it's not a good idea for you to have that idea or that mentality of like once you cut someone off you want nothing to do with them which i used to do i it's only recently that i've started to get good at that but you were one of the first people that gave me that advice this year about that no it's true it's so true like even um even being back going on the date again with my my ex of we we haven't spoken in really like what is a date like during this these times in the pan in a pandemic like do you mind me um, asking like what did you guys even we watched do? a movie oh, okay you know I, we played pool he has a pool table in his house oh nice okay and I won. Well, we played five <laughs> games and I got the black ball in twice, but then three other times I won. So I'm awesome, basically. Okay. Um <laughs> Don't break your arm patting yourself on the back there, Casey, but you know, <laughs> you know, you, yeah. know, you know, guys. Yeah. No, you know what? I was really bad at pool, but I think my like mental agility that I've been doing completely aside. <laughs> the Mai Tai's like, helping. Yo, the, the angles were like yeah. appearing. It's like okay. The Mai Tai boom, is boom, helping. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. Yeah. I was like, Yeah, I got this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, we played pool, we watched a movie. Um 
We talked. It was it was great. It was great. And I went on a like I don't know. I don't supposing all my business, but I went on a date the week prior. Okay. And we painted. You know, he just went to the dollar store and got canvases and paint. That's so cool. Yeah, and we painted pictures. That sounds very romantic. It was amazing, and we had wine and food. That's the best. That's the best kind of date. Okay, so I'll put some of my own business out there now. Then perfect. Might as well. Well, no, but here's the thing. Tell me all your business. Well, no, but it ties into this uh, conversation that we had as well too about the whole thing of being interested. Because it says if someone is truly interested, they will make time. Mm -hmm. Don't let people string you along. Mm -hmm. This is what the person was saying, Mm -hmm. and I was like, um, but I heard that, and I was like, yeah, that's true. In normal times, I think that would be true. Now, someone actually did reach out to me. Uh, through Instagram because they were interested in going on a date with me. Mm, oh my god! Right. So, yeah, I know that's a nice thing too, and I was very flattered or whatever. That doesn't happen every day, right? Like that someone actually says, "Oh, you know, you seem like a nice guy" or whatever. I'm not going to say specifically what they said, but they were just basically, "If you're single, I'd be interested in going out on a date with you." And I was mm-hmm. like, "Okay, cool. You know what? That's something definitely something that we can do, like or whatever." This was almost two weeks ago. We haven't gone on a date. We, we haven't really communicated other than that day at that time or whatever. And my mind has just been on so many other things. So I was like, when I see this statement being that if someone is truly interested, they will make time. Don't let people string you along. Um, I, the first thing I thought was, shouldn't we readjust our expectations a little for people just for the situation that we're currently in with this? It's like dating is not even a priority for me right now per se. It's simply not. I don't know how else to put it, but my lack of interest in dating is not a lack of interest in that person. Does that make sense? It does make sense. It okay. Does. It does, yeah. I didn't think it would make sense when I thought the words were coming out of my mouth, Casey. No, no, it, do- <laughs> it, it, it does. Because, you know, people are going through a lot. Like, right. Some people are still processing the world and processing their own lives and the changes. And so I get it if they, if they don't have the capacity to to date right now i get it i do get that so so it's cool to think that based on what we're dealing with currently yeah we should maybe change our expectations for like if someone takes a little longer to get back to you yeah love them these days i don't know but no no i that's fair that's fair you think so yeah that is fair but 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 okay like um if you are interested in that person or you do want a connection with them like it's still reasonable to communicate that you know you need some time or that's you're the, going through something i feel horrible like trust me i'm, I'm gonna message this person probably as soon as we're done <laughs> the podcast today just Please, to say yes, just to say um, like you know what i'm so sorry that i've let so much time go by you know it's not that i'm not it's just that my mind's just been elsewhere literally like and that's the thing like i was surprised to hear you say too um that uh, you went on a date or whatever, because I'm like, what are people really doing for dates? Well, these are during a I'm pandemic. Usually, I'm only going on dates with people I've known in the past. Really, they're usually right. like exes or or friends, pretty much, who have wanted to date. I'm not really right. going on dates with new people because I don't know you. So, so let's throw on your advice hat here for a second. There, just what would you share as best practices for dating going into? I don't like using the term lockdown. I, I think it brings too many negative stigma con- connotations for people in terms of their mentality of being in their homes. Yeah. But um, it's we're in a new set of restrictions for a little while. And even restrictions, I'm not even a fan of using. But I just don't like... Lockdown feels like people are locked in their homes kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that mentality. But for just for argument's sake, because I don't want to be long-winded, I'm going to use lockdown for now. So what do you think would be some of the best practices for dating 
going into this lockdown now, especially during winter, it just feels like obviously less options when it's summertime. <laughs> you know what's in my head? It's, it's so bad. But reduce, reuse, recycle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That it might be the best thing I've heard ever. Reduce, reuse, (laughs) recycle. Amazing. Yo, you could trust them already. You know, you know them from the past. Like, you know, you have that rapport with them. You can ask them the tough questions, like where they've been at, who they've been sleeping with, like, you know, or, you know, have you been distancing? Like, you could just be more intimate with those people. You know mm-hmm. them already. Right. And, you know, you don't need to bring in all these new people into your world um, when you can. It just adds a precaution. And mm-hmm. I'm comfortable with that precaution. So you wouldn't recommend using Tinder or Bumble in um, a pandemic, I guess, at this moment? No, I'm on I'm on Black, BLK. It's a, it's a dating app I discovered because I was on Tinder and I was on Bumble, but they were both not for me because they're not interesting enough for me. Right. I went on BLK, Black, the dating app for black people. And um, I was on Never there. heard of it, actually, to be honest with you. It's more of an American app, I think, because there's a lot of American guys. They're far away, but... It's probably started by an American, but do, do you see a lot of Toronto people in there? I haven't seen a lot of Toronto people, but I liked it just for the conversation, to be able to talk to different people. You, Before the pandemic, you were probably... Were you not dating more so American guys than Canadian guys, or... Um, no? Before the pandemic, was I dating American guys more so than Canadian I saw guys? a funny meme the other day that was saying how, how Toronto ladies, how are you doing now that we can't travel and see our American boyfriends anymore kind of thing. So sad. <laughs> so sad. But I've seen a lot of Toronto women just say they just prefer American guys over Canadian guys, period. I've seen that many times over the years. That's not a new thing. I just feel like in Toronto, we don't have enough men so that they, they all have like their share pick of many, many women and... And it's just not cool. Do you think the overall crop of men in Toronto is not good? <laughs> um, I I grew up in Toronto. Okay, and I've come. I've grew up here. I know a lot of the black guys in Toronto, mm-hmm. and I just feel like because I grew up here and because I've known them, they're not for me. You know what I mean? You know when you grow up with someone and you're just like, I know you, right. and you're not for me, right? You know? Do you find just American men are more interesting than Toronto guys? I just find anybody who's not from Toronto more is interesting. more interesting than okay. Toronto guys. Right. So, right. sorry, Toronto guys. Like, sorry. But, like, sorry. Right. I know you guys. Like, you don't even know people too well, and you just need distance. You need a break. Mm-hmm. Right? I guess so. I guess so. But, yeah, <laughs> I just found that meme to be interesting, too. And I was like, I'm going to ask Casey about that because um, I don't know if she was, like, a... Do you date Toronto women or do you date women? I don't date anybody. I'm not dating anybody anywhere right now, but I don't have an issue with Toronto women per se. And again, it's not like people are knocking down my door per se for me to decide, yeah, no, just the American women, not the, not the Canadian women. I'm only going to date the American women or whatever. But, um, um, I think, uh, I don't know. I haven't had any experience in, actually, I don't think I've ever dated a, a woman from the States. Oh really? Never. I've never. Yeah, every girlfriend I've ever had has always been a Toronto girl. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I've never ever. Actually, I've never dated anyone from the states. Hmm. Yeah. I've only dated one person from the states, but it was a wonderful experience. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, 
Let, we can segue true. into this because uh, we got about another 15 minutes left in the show. But there was okay. this meme. Well, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a meme. It was a post of 10 reasons that this person had for why dating today is hard. And um, I kind of set it up with you before we started recording. But I'll set it up now again for everyone that's on your IG or who are listening on the podcast. Okay. This person said basically that it's hard dating as a millennial. Mm. And he was like, it's very hard. And the, their pre- they preferenced it by starting by saying how... It was easier before dating or whatever, I guess, maybe, I guess they were using it to say like 20 years, 30 years, 40 years ago, where things were more old fashioned, things were more simple. If you like someone, you told them you like them. If they didn't like you, they would say they don't. And that's it. It's just, this person was just saying that it feels like today, things are just way more complicated. And I was like, I don't know if it's complicated for millennials so much as that it's just complicated for all of us. I don't know. I'm not a millennial. You're more so the millennial than I'm a millennial. I'm, I'm a millennial. I, I I'm fall not a millennial. The... I think I fall into the Gen Z or the Gen X mm. uh, category of mm-hmm. whatever the generations are or whatever. But um, the thing is that whether you're 22, 32, or 42, you're still dealing with the same shit that we're all dealing with in terms of dating right now, whether it's trying to meet someone through Tinder Mm -hmm. or I don't know how you're meeting people. Otherwise, when you're not using social media, it's the hookup through friends, I guess. But, and even Mm -hmm. that is every, all of that is deaded now with the pandemic as it is already. But, um, I don't know. Do you feel like it's, it's gotten harder? Well, as a millennial, Hmm. Yeah. You know, I agree with you. I don't think it's a millennial thing. I don't think so dating i think that it is a generational thing now a cultural thing now a technology thing now i feel like because especially during a pandemic where we're locked down and we can't meet new people we can't go to the club as much as like i don't want to say that going to the club was a huge part of my dating experience in the past it really was it was though like not for me because i just stopped going to clubs but i mean if i were 22 I certainly would have been going to clubs. Like, I went to clubs when I was 22. Yeah. So that's the way I met people. I went out to clubs. I was clubbing every weekend Yeah. when I was in my early 20s. Like, I don't fault anybody for doing that. When when you're 42 or 43, then what are you doing in the clubs? Like, what are you doing there? Unless you work there, who are you looking for? Like, why are you here, mister? Like, <laughs> what are you doing here? That's why I chose. I don't want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be that guy. I remember I was at a soca fet one time and I felt like I was the oldest person there. And I was like, this isn't going to happen again. Okay, but the average age at a soca fet is probably older than the yeah, regular club. A little, but still, I just felt like the oldest person there at yeah, the party yeah, at I the time. It. And I was just like, I'm never wanting to feel this way again. I don't want to be that creepy <laughs> yeah. old guy that's at clubs or whatever. But I don't fault someone who's 22 or yeah, in early like 20s. as a 30-year-old woman now, I'm not going to the club. Even the club's opened up tomorrow, but, I'm not going there. But it's not even clubs so much, but just events. Like, there were so many other things that were happening that you still had the opportunity to, to meet people. Like, even like Dwayne Morgan, for example, who's yeah. um, having his brothers who speak. Dwayne Brothers Speak. I bought my ticket. Oh, okay. It's tonight. What, is today Saturday? It's like right it? now. It's like right now. Oh, is it? Is it happening? Okay, well, big shouts to Dwayne Morgan, though. Shout out to Dwayne Morgan. When Brothers Speak, it's like a poetry show. It's all men right. spitting their hearts out. See, Check and something out. like that, that's not a club event, but that's something I would have probably gone to. And I might have met some women there. Some women there. Yeah. And a woman that's going to a poetry reading, I definitely at least that checks off something for me in terms of mm. her interest to be like, okay, if I'm going to meet you at an event like this, that's at least something we have in common. She's maybe probably a reader as well, too. I might make that assumption about her mm-hmm. if she's into poetry, at least, because that's a big deal for me. 
you're giving me ideas. When the pandemic first started, one of my first ideas was to create an app for um, um, for having like virtual game nights. Right. You know, and I started it, and then everyone was like, "Oh, I don't want to do virtual game nights." I was you like, have no oh, choice now. Forget it. <laughs> but yeah, like that would be super cool to meet people. You need to explore that idea again. Okay. You All need right. to. Everything's virtual, virtual truth or dare. Hey. Virtual truth or dare. Virtual tri- even trivial pursuit or something. A way to just connect strangers. In a fun way yeah. where they might want to continue to meet that person later on. We can try to organize something ourselves on Zoom. I would love that. Casey, I would love that. We will figure that out. So yes. we're going to talk about this more. Taboo. Got... Taboo is my game. Do you have it? No. I, I okay, we'll have to figure it out. So we'll find it. it. But um, that's a way to meet. So <laughs> anyways, let's go through this list real quick. Okay, let's do it. So um, we got about 10 minutes or so. But I wanted to go through the list first. And give them all off, and then we can dig into each of them. AC Smiley, my friend, he said he's down to come to our virtual game nights. So, oh, we awesome! Person, okay, sweet. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. <laughs> Whoever, um, what was their name again? AC Smiley. What's your okay. actual name? I should know this. Well, Sorry. we don't have to blast their govy out True. publicly right now, but True. we appreciate the interest. So these are the top 10 things that this person says is the reasons why it's hard for dating as a millennial. What were you going to say? He said another way to meet people is through your career. It, working from home now. I know. On Zoom, it's kind of weird to like flirt with your coworkers on Zoom now. Yeah, that that's, feels unprofessional, but there's got to be a workaround. <laughs> there's got to be some sort of workaround. Maybe you can privately message them during the Zoom meeting to just say, your blouse <laughs> hey, looks nice yeah, today. Nice shirt. Your shirt looks nice today. But I don't know. We'll figure That's it creepy. out. It seems it creepy. Seems, it seems creepy. It and it's creepy the way I'm saying it right now. But So these are the top 10 things. I'm going to do them in the reverse order, and then we'll, we can work our way backwards from them. So this is number 10, working our way back to one. So the top 10 reasons why this person says it's, Dating today, so hard, so impossible. And you can just tell me yes or no real quick if you agree with them or not. Got it. We don't feel accountable for the pain we inflict on to others. I agree. Agree. Me too. These are the top 10 reasons. We're always stuck in a gray area. Agree. Hmm. This is a pretty good list that this person put together. And there's actually more detailed points on it. So we'll see what else you say. We've become content with being alone. Hmm. I have, so I agree. I agree, too. I've become very content with being on my own. And, I'd, again, I think what they say is that when you, the more content you become with that, the harder it is for you to get back into the relationship game. Um, let's see. So we're overloaded with options. Agree. Mm-hmm. We expect, a perf- we expect perfection that doesn't exist. Agree. <laughs> <laughs> We're too strategic about our responses, especially when it comes to interacting with people. Disagree. You disagree. Well, okay, there you go. Finally, there's one that you disagree with. <laughs> I actually agree with that one. Mm. Uh, we're in a competition of who can care the least. Agree. Exclamation, <laughs> exclamation, exclamation. Mm, yeah, I agree too. That, those are the kind of games that we actually play with each other as well too. Okay, so there's one missing here for some reason. We're hyper-focused on sex. Ooh, agree. Yeah, probably. Men, men especially. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ghost as a way to end things. I do agree. Yeah, I think we do that. You agree with most of these reasons. So these are the reasons now. This, so this is what the person said is, 
this why dating as a millennial is so screwed up. So that's basically what these words. We're going to change it to why dating in 2020 or just dating today, basically, because, again, the person was saying this as being younger, romantic relationships were easier as back in the day. But I think the reasons for the things that make all of those things possible that we all agreed with are brought on, I think, because we can treat people more disposable because of the technology we have available to us. Mm -hmm. And I think that applies to 45 year olds or 25 year olds. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just as hard for 25 year olds or 45 year olds to date today as it is for 25 year olds. If you're interested in dating in the first place. So the first thing that we're going backwards now to go back up them is we ghost as a way to end things. We're no longer interested in someone. We don't listen. uh, We don't need to tell them. We simply stop responding. Um, Someone did this, if someone did this to us in real life, it would be completely psychotic, but because it's over text or instant message, we've somehow designated ourselves to thinking it's okay. Um, it's not as a newsflash. So no, ghosting is the worst. Like literally right. I've never been ghosted because I think I'm, I think I'm just personally a little too crazy to be ghosted. Cause I'll track your ass down, find you. <laughs> and I will like, I'll, I'll find a way to be like, yo, actually I have been ghosted, but only by, I have been ghosted, but only by like, only when I was super young and I had this phase I've been where I ghosted. was like, I wanted to date like like celebrity guys. I don't know. Anyways, it was stupid. But anyways, I've been ghosted by those guys. Um, and rightfully so. But I've never been ghosted by like a normal person. Is that weird? Is that a weird thing to say? No, it's not weird. A normal person shouldn't ghost you. <laughs> right? It's It's hard to have the... You've it shouldn't ghosted, be hard. And you've been ghosted. Can you tell me about your ghosted stories? It was just simple. Like, um, it was really easy, like the easy ghosting. Because, again, I'm not going to continue to chase somebody if I don't get responses from someone, right? So it's very easy to ghost me. <laughs> it's not hard to ghost me. But I, it was just simply me meeting someone at an event, at a club or whatever, you know, whatever. Exchange phone numbers. Text message for a bit one day. Mm-hmm. Text message them the next day. No response. Mm. That's it. That's tacky. Like it's tacky. Say, it's weird. Just say something. It actually happened a couple of times with me, and it was just like I would say, "Well, why give me your phone number in the first place?" Well, okay. So for the phone number thing, like I've given out my number in the past when I didn't really want to, okay, because I didn't want to be mean in the moment. And I, I don't know. I had this honest. Shape, so you were so mean I, to them later. No, I would just tell them. I'd be like, "Look, they'll call me. Okay, I'd be like, hey, I'm busy. Like, I don't really have time to talk to you." Unless we have something in common, what do you do? What do you like? He'd be like, I like soccer. I don't play soccer. Um, anything else? Oh, um, I also like blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, sir, <laughs> this brief conversation did not spark my interest, so I would no longer like to talk to you. Hmm. And I've said things like that, and it's been hasty, but it's probably because I had other things going on or other people I was talking to I was more interested in at the moment. Right. So I wouldn't consider that ghosting because I still take the time to tell you, you know, and briefly explore what it is about you that might be interesting. Um, so I don't think I've ghosted people. I don't think I will ghost pe- pe- people. I'll give you the chance. It's really cowardly. I it think it's cowardly. cowardly to do it. I wouldn't do that. What is, what's harder, rejecting someone or getting rejected? <sighs> Both. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I try, I finally learned how to reject people, I think, in the right way. I almost think I'd rather get rejected than to reject someone. No, I think as, a, I think my greatest power that I've achieved and unlocked in this age of my life is rejecting people nicely. Oh, okay. You, you find skills, so you 
honed it to a fine skill now. Yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah. I'm way more comfortable saying no. I'm way more comfortable being like, look, I'm I'm going to do what is best for me at this particular time in my life. Right. That may or may not include you. <laughs> so if it doesn't, I need you to respect where I'm at and give me a break. And if I have time for you or if I feel like you're right for me, I will let you know. Right, yeah. But I've been telling that to this one particular person over and over again, and he does not seem to understand. So, oh, that's not good. What? That's is that scary? Is that like a? Does it that put you in um? It is scary. Like a concerned situation with this person, where it's like they're not taking no for an answer. It is scary. Yeah, I do mm. feel like I'm on the verge of like if I need to, I need to maneuver this right, or I'll get my ass will get stalked. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, it's borderline getting into stalking territory from the sounds of it. Yeah, I gotta play my cards right. Mm, damn. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't know mm-hmm. what to tell you about that one. <laughs> I don't um, know what to tell myself. Okay, so that one was um, ghosting. We ghost as a way to end things, which yeah, it seems to be a common thing with a lot of people. I will not do that. I've made a vow not to do that. Yeah, just tell them that you're not interested. Just tell them why. If they don't respect it, then it's hard. I don't want to hurt someone's feelings per se, but again, I like I said, that's why I'm like I'd rather um, get rejected than have to do the rejecting. Yeah. We gotta hurt people's feelings. Yeah. We have to. They have to be able to toughen up. They have to be able to bounce back. We cannot be so emotionally fragile, especially in this day and age. Right. We have to toughen up. We have to. Right. Okay. So we're only gonna get into one more in here. Mm-hmm. We're gonna continue this list in the next episode because there were ten things that we wanted to dig into, but I wanted to cover the first top ten things, mm-hmm. um, and then we could dig into them and really because they're good conversations for us to have. So. Another reason why this person feels it's so hard to date these days is that we're hyper-focused on sex. This is a big problem. Like, he, And to go a little deeper, it says that sex is scarily available. We can have it simply with a swipe of a finger. There's zero effort made in getting to know someone for who they truly are unless they're willing to undress and show the most sacred parts of ourselves first. Um, most of the time, sex doesn't lead to a relationship. It leads to headache, confusion, and another one-night stand with the next person absolutely you agree with that 100 percent? i agree that's a huge problem mm-hmm. in uh in our community right now in our society right now i think that we need to start yeah rejection is growth i agree i agree that i think that we need to start saying what do they say rejection is growth is growth okay to be able to do, to reject people yourself and to receive it right mm-hmm. receiving it i'm fine with like um again i don't put myself out there a lot to get rejected but when i do it's like just Suck it up. That's the thing. I've never yeah. understood that thing where I mean, you get... I mean, I'm in sales. I've been in sales forever. So rejection is like you have to just oh, go through the nose until you get pro- the yes. I'm only thinking about relationships. Professionally, I've been rejected tons of yeah, times. Like yeah. as a DJ trying to get out there and to make things happen for yourself, you mm. can hear no way more often than you hear yes. That's just that's just a part of life. Like Rejection is a part of life. Rejection is a part of life. It just it always feels a little more personal, though, when it comes to relationships. Get out of your ego. Right. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's all ego. I've been rejected 100% a lot. it's ego. Yeah. There's there's many people who've rejected me at this point, and, and it does feel, it does hurt. It hurts. But eventually you're like, mm, whatever, you're not for me. Ha <laughs> ha, bye. Like, it's, right. yeah. it's okay. Yeah. So for, but, for why it's hard for us for dating these days, we're hyper-focused on sex. Um, zero effort is made into getting to know someone truly, um, you know, they you don't want to get to know anyone until they actually undress for you first and stuff. Yeah, do you find that I, to be the case? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I feel like we have to get back to the point where we see our bodies as temples mm-hmm. and we see sex as a highly spiritual connection and bond between two people. Right. And we cannot take everybody's sexual energy and mix it in with ours because it's going to change the, like... 
spiritual, I believe, like combination of our of ourselves because mm-hmm. we're intertwining with another person. Right. I think we have to get back to that understanding of sex and we need to treat it, take it way more seriously. Right. Like You don't think people are taking ser- it's just an a- I personally think it's men who aren't taking this seriously. Okay. <laughs> so, I think women understand that naturally because we feel it in our bodies. Right. But I don't think men, especially I don't I only I've only talked to black men. Sorry, guys. So I don't know what other men are doing. But black men seem to not understand this topic, that that sex is sacred and that mm-hmm. they need to preserve it for only special people. How do you feel about sex? That's how I feel about it. That Well, that's how I've come to feel about it now, especially as I've gotten older and I'm trying to grow and be a better person and all that. So part of what I told myself years ago, actually, is that I'm not going to have sex with someone unless I think this relationship is going to grow or go somewhere. I, I made that decision, I want to say, three years ago? You're right. Some, some not all. Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. Some. Who would... would... Some black men. Not all black men. Yeah, Sorry. no, not all black men. You're yeah, literally like you're talking to one. you're one of them. Exactly. 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 <laughs> you're, you're literally talking to one right now because I came to that decision myself a long time... Well, not a long time ago. Like, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Just to be like, um... I'm not... I, I always felt guilty, actually, to say... You know, um, after I had sex with somebody and um, I just knew in my heart that this wasn't someone that I wanted to have a relationship with or whatever, I was like, I would think to myself, maybe I shouldn't have done that. You know what I mean? Like, it's obviously you enjoy it in the moment and, you know, for the pleasure that it is. But I decided I don't want to feel that guilt anymore. I don't want to I don't want to feel like I don't want to walk away from someone after we've done something so, you know, intimate that we're sharing ourselves with and not feel like. Oh, do I want to see this person again? You know, no. Exactly. So I decided maybe four years You're ago. You're right. There are some women, too, who do this, too. I, I agree with you, Dre. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I've never been one. I've always been that naive one who's like... I'm having sex with you it's probably because we're in love and you're gonna marry me after this like right. I was that naive as, as a young person I right. was really naive right um but n- now as an adult I know that the onus is on me to be like okay no get the hell away from me I'm not having sex with you because I want something more long term right yeah so. I hear you Anyways. so that is pretty much it for today so yeah sex definitely has mucked things up and the mindset that people have about it has been i guess is it true is it scarily available the way the person is saying it in this thing like uh you know how i feel about sex i feel like we should deny sex as women and i think that would regulate the sex ratio of the world yeah you haven't you should hold a fist up while you're saying that. deny sex women (laughs) deny it gotta hold a fist up while you're saying that casey (laughs) so Okay, guys. Yeah, that's it. This show's over. We're going to take it from here. We're going to continue this list in the next episode. So if you guys enjoyed it, there were 10 things on this list that we were going through. And we only got through the first two in terms of digging deeper into them. So we'll mention the list again in the next episode. But we'll dig deeper into them once again. We'll have some more topics and dilemmas. Anything you want to shout out real quick before uh, we wrap up? No. Thanks so much for watching, guys. Um, a misunderstanding between Mars and Venus, Spotify, iTunes, Google, just, Google Podcasts Google as well. Google Podcasts, yep. Anchor.com, Anchor FM. We're here. We're everywhere. Yep. Woo! Okay, bye. Goodbye. Bye. Have a good night. How do I even end this? Oh, here we go. We're going to end it right there, like, just like that. Ah, it's done. It's done. Okay. <laughs> we'll see you guys in the next episode. <laughs>